Hey, bunch of besties. Welcome back to Bunch of Beauties. My name is Sam Prevo. The coffee is hitting just about now. And as always, I am joined by Jennifer Molia. Um, remembered to take my retainer out before we recorded today, so it's a good day. Um, I I don't have a bit today, but <laughs> happy to be here. <laughs> uh, Ariel Melendez. Um, I also do not have anything of significance to add just yet because I am still waking up, even though I woke up like three times before my alarm went off. I always do that. I always wake up like. And like two hours before my alarm, an hour before yep. my alarm, a half hour before my alarm, and then I wake up like five minutes before my alarm, and I'm like, "Well, I'm up now." Yeah, yeah right. That's well literally what. Literally what happened? I woke up at like I literally set it for eight fifty five. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I think I woke up at like eight eight forty seven, and I'm like, "Okay, cool." And that's yes. okay. For those listening well, at a later time, it's nine. It's about a quarter after nine a.m. for us right now, as, yeah. as we are recording this. Um. But as for uh, as some of you may know, we did not record last week, um, and we put out a little uh, statement thing on our Twitter at Beauty's Pod. If you're not following, um, but basically, I just I felt we should reiterate that we didn't record last week because we didn't want to detract from everything that was going on in the hockey world at that time. It's still going on, really, um, but we can't not record forever. Um, just, you know, we we stand with Kyle Beach. We are, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to speak for everybody, but I think we share the same sentiment that yeah. Um, yeah, we believe that he's extremely courageous for sharing his story and revealing his identity and trying to advocate for victims of sexual assault in the hockey world and just everything that's been going on. We just didn't want to distract from it because it's talking about the games that happened that week and the highlights and whatever just didn't seem important when that was going on and that mm-hmm. needed a spotlight. And we didn't really feel like we could add anything else that wasn't already being said that we stand with him, that we support him. We think he's courageous and that we hope that, I mean, nothing's going to help really a hundred percent fix this, but hopefully the firings within the Blackhawks, the firing of Joel Quenville, the taking Aldridge's name off the cup. Hopefully those are all steps in the right direction for him. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully the league continues to work with him and the, hopefully the PA continues to work with him. And that is all I have to say on that. And if you guys want to add anything, please feel free. No, I, I think you I summed think- it up perfectly. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because Every time we've talked about this prior to this, we've been like, we feel like we're going in circles. There's not much else to say about it. Um, But I I feel like we've got to, I don't know what to call it necessarily, maybe some sort of turning point um, where, you know, there's actually this action and we have like a face and a name to the story, Um, which again, just reiterating how, how courageous Kyle Beach is for doing that. And we have all the respect in the world for him. Um... But yeah, I mean, just like you said, Sam, sending love to him and everybody involved and just really hoping that this is like a turning point for this situation, situations like this. Yes. Yeah, I was like, there's there's not much else I could mm. really say. 
just again to reiterate what what everyone else has said is you know what what he did you know was the most greatest thing you could do in that circumstance is to come forward and you know tell your story and like we kind of said put like like he didn't have to put it put a face to a name or and whatever i'm trying to say yeah 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 the fact that he you know felt like he was ready and he was able to um after all that time you know really says a lot and you know we're, we're starting to see some some action from it and hopefully it's not just a oh well these guys are gone his name's x'd off the cup like there you go like hopefully there is more that will happen and continue to happen as you know as time goes on and it's not just something that like fades to the background yes mm. And that's a perfect segue into something. I mean, we we won't go into depth on this either because I think these are all these are all things that are triggering for a lot of people. And this is a really tough time for a lot of people as hockey fans, as citizens of the world, um, especially for us three as females. Um, and I feel like it, even if we're not victims personally, we do know victims. Um of unfortunately of sexual assault because it's just the way the world works um but um an article came out in business insider which i'm i i'm a little disappointed not a little a lot disappointed that it was behind a paywall uh yeah. stuff like that shouldn't be behind a paywall um i do understand that like i mean i understand perfectly that publications need to make money to to keep operating a lot of people complain that a lot of the athletic stuff's behind a paywall they give discounts all the time. Just like it, it, they always give like at least half off. Like I think I got my subscription for like eighty percent off or something. So if you want to read the athletics work, do it. But um, <laughs> that's just for general stuff. Um, but for something like this, I think you can make an exception for the paywall. Um, however, there are places to read it for free. Um, the Business Insider put out an article. Um, just another in a slew of articles about uh, the chair company founder, Dave Portnoy um, and his experiences um, with women more than half of his age, younger than him uh, that are gross and disturbing. And I won't go into detail about it again, because it's triggering for a lot of people. Um, it's, just it connects to the hockey world because somehow players still stand by the company. USA Hockey is still doing a Pink Whitney sponsorship. <laughs> uh, Ryan Whitney, the creator of Pink Whitney, who's also a host on Spit and Chicklets, defended Portnoy, basically saying he couldn't have done all those horrible things because he's short. Which, okay. <laughs> Um, he probably does all those things because he's short. Um, and yeah, it's just horrible and uh. icky. And we should honestly be scrutinizing. And I mean, maybe not equally as much, but almost as much as what's going on with Kyle Beach, because the hockey world just clearly continues to show that it doesn't take things like this seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's... um. It's disappointing. It's not surprising, unfortunately. Um, and I just, I say this every time something comes up, but there's absolutely no excuse to support this company in any way. Like, 
I literally don't care. Like, don't buy Pink Whitney. Don't listen to Spittin' Chicklets. I do not care. I wish I cared. I don't. Um, and I also saw a tweet the other day. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find who tweeted it. Um, but about Spittin' Chicklets in particular, because I feel like a lot of people think that they're some sort of exception. They're like, oh, but... I just like spitting chiclets and like that's fine, right? And it's like, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. So this is Corey Maziak, um, who's a staff writer for The Athletic uh, and covers the Devils. And the tweet is, just a reminder that the very popular hockey podcast does not need to associate itself with the big scumbag or his website. That podcast could denounce the scumbag and his website, become free agents, and have a bidding war for their services. They chose this association. And... I think that's very important. Obviously, it's more complicated than that. I'm sure they couldn't just cut it off. Um, but let's let's just focus on accountability, holding yeah. people accountable. If you are associated with this company in any way and giving them money or support in any way, I'm unhappy with you and you have no excuse. Like every single time something happens, I say you have no excuse. So just the the lack of excuse that you have just keeps growing like yeah that's uh-huh. it <laughs> no you may I, and and i did read that tweet and he makes a great point in that they could easily just separate from the chair company and have a bidding war for their podcast because i mean at this point it's the two the two chair company right uh writer guys it's ra and mike Grin- mm. grinnell i think is how you say his last name um they t- like one of them's a writer for the chair company and then the other one's just their producer or something and then you have ryan whitney and you have uh paul bissonette and i mean yeah okay you feel like you owe chair company a debt because they started your career or whatever but they they that means that doesn't mean you have to be loyal to them to a fault and Honestly, they probably could make honestly, I think they could make more money if they went and tried to have a bidding war for their podcast. Right? Because they're uh. they're so insanely popular. And I think that um Alex Cooper and Call Her Daddy did something similar, which I don't listen to Call Her Daddy. I'm not a fan of Call Her Daddy, but um she went Spotify exclusive, I think fairly recently. Um, and I'm not sure if she has any association with the, um, company anymore. I mean, they're not, I just, like, looked it up to check. They're not, like, in her logo or even mentioned in the description or anything anymore. So, I mean, do that. I mean. Yeah, it's not that hard. It seems like a good solution. Yeah. It's not that hard. And I just don't know why this is the hill you want to die on. Like, why do you want to support this man so much? Like, what is, Mm -hmm. what is he to you? What does he have on you? Like, I don't understand why these people are so loyal to him. Like, what, what is it about him? I just don't get it. Um, He seems like by all accounts, a giant asshole. So I don't (laughs) get why this, like, he's the person that you're going to, I just don't get it. Um, but that's enough on that because I just it makes me icky talking. It makes me feel icky talking about it. And yeah, it, yeah. Again, it's it's one of those things where we could just go in circles all day and like we've brought up this company before. We've talked mm. about how horrible they are. It's just again, it's just something of like over and over again we're seeing the true colors and over and over again they're it's just in the news and then it goes away. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's frustrating. But 
on to bigger and better. Um, so the PHF starts today. Yay. Woohoo. It's game day. Woo. I believe this is their first regular season games, correct? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So it is 930 in the morning right now at 2 p.m. Starting at 2 p.m. We have uh, the whale versus the riveters. Then at seven, there's a simultaneous the six in the buttes and uh, the whitecaps in the pride. Uh, so a rematch of the Isabel Cup. Um, and all of those games will be on ESPN Plus and the Whitecaps Ooh. Pride game will be on Twitch. So that was what I wanted to touch on a little bit. Um, so the PHF made two separate deals this season. 30-game deal with ESPN Plus internationally. So it's not just in the U.S. that you can watch these games. It's in, across the board internationally because I saw some people asking mm. about where they can watch it, like in Canada and stuff like that. Apparently, yeah, yeah. it's an ESPN, TSN mm-hmm. collab thing, and you can watch it internationally on ESPN. And then they did a 30-game deal with Twitch, who they've done broadcasting deals with before. Um, so it's just super exciting to get more exposure for the league um, that way. I mean, most people – I mean, I have an, I had an ESPN Plus subscription before hockey was even involved with ESPN. Now that mm. it is involved with ESPN – I think it's never been easier to watch a hockey game. You just log into your ESPN plus account, which is six bucks a month. And you can literally watch any hockey game period. Yep. Um, and you have the option to watch either broadcast the home or the away, or in the case of the Canadian teams, the Canadian broadcast or the visiting teams broadcast. Um, so this is just another layer of that. If you already have that subscription, now you can watch women's hockey, which I think is super, super, super dope. Um, and it's awesome of Twitch to keep supporting women's hockey as well. Yeah, I agree. I think that a lot of people, I don't want to say as an excuse, but I think a lot of people like make this argument like, oh, I don't watch women's hockey because I don't know where to watch it. I don't know how to watch it. And I think that, like you said, like we're, we're going to get a big boost from people who already have or had ESPN plus accounts and it's going to kind of be like, Hey, I'm not doing anything today. I'll watch the Riveters game. I'll watch the Boston pride game. Um, and I think that that'll be a really great way to grow the audience. Um, we've been talking about ESPN Plus a lot because I work for QBSN, Quinnipiac Bobcat Sports Network at Quinnipiac University. Um, and pretty much all of our games are on ESPN Plus. And so it makes those games a lot more accessible as well. Because like you said, it's only six bucks a month. And we have like, obviously Quinnipiac is known for men's hockey, but like, the women's hockey, the men's and women's soccer. I believe like field hockey and volleyball are on it. Like it, it really just opens a lot of doors and makes a lot of sports more accessible. And that's, you know, we're always talking about grow the game, grow the game, grow the game. It, it really opens the door to grow the game because it's presenting the game to somebody who maybe wouldn't have checked it out before. And then you get a potential new fan who's going to come to the games and support the league. So I agree. I think it's a great move. I think it's very cool. And I'm excited for the season to start. I'm hoping it um, goes off without a hitch, question mark. Um, but we shall see. Uh, didn't the Pride and Riveters already get fined for violating the COVID policy? <laughs> yes, yep. they did. Okay. Yep. Um, I, I believe Melissa Burgess uh, reported that yeah. she had seen the Pride like meeting little kids at a practice or something. And it sucks it sucks so much that they can't do that 
um, because that's such an important part, I think, of the PHF culture is like the post-game meet and greets, the uh, autograph lines, seeing the little girls go and meet the players. Um, so it like breaks my heart that they can't do that. But I think that the season is just going to be a matter of like, hey, they said you can't do this. Just don't do it. Like, yeah. Just don't do it. How about just, just don't do it. How about just don't? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it, it just comes down to like COVID is still a problem. I mean, we, we got the reports on the vaccination rates and everything. So I'm assuming that all the players are going to be able to stay safe. But who knows? So, yeah, I mean, they have an Aaron Rodgers situation. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's another sport. And that's a whole other category. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to touch on the PHF first, because if you're listening really quick in on your Saturday morning, now, you know, the PHF. Starts, now, you know, now you know, the PHF starts today and where you can watch it. So you have no excuse. The um, more you exactly. know, the more, you know, rainbow across the screen. Um, Incredible. So now let's get to the biggest news other than, you know, the horribleness that's happening that we touched on already. Jack Eichel finally got traded. God bless. In the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Because, because of, of course. course. Because when of course. we all expected it to go down. I, How else would it I mean, happened? of course. I woke up because I work nights now. So I sleep in. And I woke up at 10 o'clock and the world was on fire. Right. Um, because the trade happened at like 4 a.m. PST, which is great for trading him to a Western Conference team. Alex yeah, Petrangelo, they asked Alex Petrangelo, oh, how do you feel about, you know, how'd you find out about the Jack Eichel trade? And he's like, well, I was sleeping. Yep. <laughs> well, we all. Same, Alex. Same. We were all sleeping. Oh, um, I, I think I was at work when I found out because that's the day I work at seven. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was just great. So. Um. Here's the full terms of the deal. Jack Eichel and a third round pick for next for this coming draft was sent to. Oh, no, it's a 2023 third round pick. Thank you for the correction. NHL was sent (laughs) to the Vegas Golden Knights and the Vegas Golden Knights sent the other way. Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, a first round pick for next year, which is top 10 protected and a 2023 second round pick. Well, I I want to say people think this was a fleecing. We don't know yet, guys. We just don't know yet. Yeah, I was going to say, like, with the amount of picks involved, there's nothing we can really Peyton Krebs hasn't done much of anything yet in the NHL, but he was highly touted when he was drafted. Alex Tuck is better than people think he is. I have been seeing so many charts on him. He's in the 94th percentile or something, so he's, like, in the top. 100 in goals above replacement let's lest we forget they traded ryan o'reilly for vlad saboka who was in the second percentile in goals above replacement so already never forget they've already made an improvement um never forget that ever happened peyton krebs went straight to the rochester americans i think that's where he should be um Mm. there's no point in calling him up there there is just no point in it um the this did cause a problem for the sabers though with trading jack eichel's 10 million dollars and getting not 10 million dollars in return uh they needed to make a trade to reach the cap floor 
because there were a little bit below it. Uh, so they traded yep. because as you do, you trade with the Islanders for a retiree's contract. They traded for uh, Johnny Boychuk's contract. Oh, I didn't even. Right. That's breaking news to me. I did not. Oh, yeah. They traded, they traded it because it, and it works out for the Islanders because then if because the Islanders would have been over like the bonus penalty or something if they kept Boychuk's contract. So they so Lou mm. did a thing. Anyway, that that's anyway, that's a minor now. compared to this. But um, Jack will get his surgery now. Um, yeah, he's expected to be ready by after the Olympics. Guys, I really wouldn't be surprised if he plays for Team USA in the Olympics. I just would not be surprised. I could see it. Yeah. Uh, John Vogel for The Athletic, who writes, who's a beat on the Sabres beat, he said that bef- right before the trade went down, he said that the Sabres were feeling a lot of external pressure, quote unquote, to trade him like when it happened. Um, right. I wouldn't be surprised if some of that external pressure was USA Hockey saying, look, we, we need this kid on Team USA. <laughs> trade him so he can get the surgery um so he will definitely have it um people were saying that it's ironic that they traded for alex tuck who's recovering from his own shoulder surgery but yeah he already had the surgery guys he's in recovery it's not the same thing um yeah also fun fact about alex tuck i don't know how genuine he is about it but he is from upstate new york he's from syracuse <laughs> And he said that it has always been a dream of his to put on a Sabres jersey. Okay. If you say so, Alex. Um, I'll, I'll- <laughs> that, it reminds me of, like, on Dancing with the Stars when they do the theme nights. And they do, like, they did, like, a Grease theme tonight. Mm-hmm. And every contestant was like, Grease is my favorite movie ever. I've been looking forward to this for so long. And then they did a Queen theme night and everyone was like, Queen is my favorite band ever. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for so long. And, like, I feel like that's relevant with NHL players. Like, they get traded to a team they couldn't care less about, and they're like, the Arizona Coyotes are my favorite team ever. I have been looking forward to this for so long. That's like every band on tour. <laughs> this is the best date of the tour so far. You guys are the best crowd. You guys are the best fans. Blah, blah. And then they and it's like it's like an irrelevant little town. Like I don't even know Boise, Idaho. It's like upstate New York. Why is Boise, Idaho exactly what I had in my head? Yeah, like (laughs) the Boise, Idaho fans are the best fans of the world. The loudest show on the tour, and then like they go and they go to like some other like Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska is the best city (laughs) on the tour. Like okay. It happens, but I mean, who knows? I mean, Alex Tuck is at an age where he can remember when the Sabres were good. Yeah. And there yeah. are photos of him in, with his dad at Sabres games in Sabres. So it may be a dream of his. Maybe he thinks that he'll be the one to make the Sabres good at hockey again. Um, <laughs> we'll find out. Um, I think this just, I feel the really the, 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 prevalent emotion i feel right now is relief yeah yeah it's over i'm i'm done with this i'm tired of it i'm glad it's over um ironically tying back to our original conversation jack eichel immediately went on a media tour following this trade (laughs) and one of the places he stopped on this media tour was spitting chiclets um (laughs) And Arielle and I talked about this. We have like a little group DM uh, and we were talking about certain things he said on chiclets. And 
this one drove me up a wall. And this is why I say that, um, like, Eichel should be somewhat partially held responsible for all of this going down because he said, okay, a lot of people don't know this, but I told Buffalo if they let me get the surgery, I'd come back and play. I hope the fans okay. in Buffalo understand. I was adamant about getting the surgery before anybody else. Any, before okay. anything else, when I got drafted here, you think my vision for 2021 was to be traded? This was never the vision. Um, okay. Let's rewind to the sum, both the summer of 2019 and the summer of 2020. When you basically did ask for a trade before this injury and before this neck surgery. Because you were yeah. tired of losing. Yeah, I hope the fans in Buffalo understand I never wanted to get traded, even though I asked twice for a trade and I hated my life here and I looked fucking miserable every day. <laughs> Basically. But don't worry, guys, I wanted to stay. Don't worry, I would have come back and played to raise my trade value. Yeah, I'm sure the fans love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I think he is just digging just stop talking himself deeper yeah this like, is why you just... talk through your agents throughout all these negotiations because just shut up right <laughs> shut up just shut up sorry it just gets me heated because I, I i feel like i'm one of the only people that sees this in such a different way from everybody else all i see on my timeline is how evil like i've talked about this how evil the sabers are mm. the big bad evil sabers won't let their employee get the medical care that he wants which like sure fine Sure. But you can't look at the, the stuff this kid's saying and say he's not culpable in any way, shape, or form in the shit show that has been this whole saga. Yeah, I think that's why, like, you saying that you felt relief the most was very, like, resonating with <laughs> me because we've been talking about this and thinking about this for so long. And, like, like, wasn't our first episode ever just about, like, the breakdown of the Sabres? Like, <laughs> Buffalo sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, the, this has been in circulation for a very long time. And I think it very much became a will-they-won't-they. They? Will we go to the Rangers? No, we didn't. Everybody can be quiet now. Um, I think that's the funniest part of this whole thing <laughs> is that, like, Rangers fans were like, oh, Jack Eichel's going to be a Ranger, guys. Just you watch. And then Kevin Adams is like, we like this the rangers kept calling us and we just didn't pick up like it was never an option yeah because obviously it was never an option guys that he's they're not going to trade him within their conference they do not want to I was see about to him say, multiple times a year one twice a year once at home is enough they weren't gonna feed him to an eastern conference team regardless of what team it was i think that they wanted him far far away <laughs> um I think they wanted to post the little tribute video and go on their way, which is pretty much what they did. Um, Jack just tweeted five minutes ago um, a little uh, thank you, Buffalo tribute video. It's a little edit of all his uh, accomplishments and him in the community in Buffalo. And then some selfie video, I guess. I mean, I'm not listening with sound, obviously, but I guess it's him being like, thank you, Buffalo. Blah, blah. <laughs> I didn't actually hate you guys. I just blah, blah, blah. like whatever. Um, Why is this cropped like like for Instagram reels or something? I'm sure it's going on Instagram as well. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's literally him staring at the camera. I thought it was going to be a voiceover. Oh it's, no, no, no! It's there, him literally a, staring at the camera. There's a part where he's like, <laughs> no, no, it's literally like him staring at the camera. It's 
if you get the chance, just go to at Jack Eichel and take a look for those who uh, are listening. Um, I thought the the Vegas Photoshop from the other day was funny as well. Um, I will say that the one for, on a uh, BR Open Ice was a lot better, and Jack should have used that one. Uh, um, absolutely. Wait, no. The first reply is, "Bro, we all knew you wanted out, but wish you the best in Vegas and good luck with that surgery." <laughs> Yikes! I just. I honestly would respect him more if he just owned up to it and he was like, yeah, I hated my life here. I wanted, like, Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, my God. Ryan O'Reilly at least owned owned up to it and was like, yeah, Yeah. the organization made me hate my life and I wanted out. Which is so valid. Because, like, wouldn't you hate your life if you were a Buffalo? I mean, honestly, Uh, the vibe in the locker room right now seems great. Everyone seems super happy living their life. Maybe it's because Jack Eichel's gone. Maybe he was Listen, there. in this essay, I will. <laughs> I call him. Like, at MLA Times New Roman 12 point. Let's go. I will go into it. No, Why the toxicity wasn't the overall locker room. It was just Jack Eichel. It's in- it was just him. It's What I found interesting, actually, is I was watching. So, because, because Jeff Skinner's my favorite player, and because I'm a glutton for punishment... I watch Sabres games pretty regularly. Right. Um, and so I was watching their game against the Kraken, and Kyle Oposo is doing pretty decently this year, which is great to see. I mean, I have a lot of respect for him. I don't really think he should be playing because his brain is probably mush at this point because he's had concussions yeah. since being in the ICU because of concussions. Um, but you know what? If you're going to keep playing, at least do well. Um, mm. And so he's been playing well. And but the thing that I find interesting is something that um, I believe it was Rob Ray said on the broadcast. Um, he said that Kyle is accepting that he is a leader in the locker room now that everyone else is gone. And I I'm confused by the statement only because he's always been one of the oldest, most experienced guys on that team. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was he not in a leadership role prior to this? <laughs> what what is the what was the locker room dynamic before this that he is just now settling into this role as a leader on on and off the ice? Like Yeah, it makes you wonder. What sure. was going on then before this if one of your most tenured experienced players, one of the only players that probably has seen like playoff hockey like intense games that matter and he seemingly had no voice before now (laughs) a little strange yeah um yeah but i do i do want to say that i think like i mean i i we shit on the sabers a lot but they are doing pretty like they're they're holding their own this year uh so far i mean who knows it could all the wheels could fall off the wagon any minute but (laughs) they do the, the the vibe just seems a lot less tense yeah. In that locker room. Yeah. So I joke that it's because of Jack. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is. Who knows? But this does just seem like the best situation for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And my other thought is I'm sad that the alleged flames package was A, never real, and B, oh never to happen. Oh my god, that would have, like, I saw that deal and I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I think we all knew deep down it wasn't going to happen, but we all deep down wanted it to happen. I'm almost, I mean, this would be the most obvious 
reason that it leaked is just because wasn't wasn't it like Vegas didn't want to put Tuck in that deal? Yes, Vegas. And, so the yeah. so it seemed like so from what I've read from like a million people is that the, the Sabers wanted either Shea Theodore or Alex Tuck in the deal, and Vegas was hesitant to put either in the deal. I think it's funny because you would think that Krebs would be the one that they wouldn't want in the deal. They've traded mm. except for their like. Except for their most recent first round picks, they have traded every single one of their first round pick picks. Like, yeah. yeah. The draft choice or the person they picked with that choice, they've traded away. An expansion team <laughs> has traded. They traded Brandstrom, yeah. Suzuki, Krebs. I'm trying to remember who else they traded. Was but it, Cody Glass? Cody Glass. He? Yeah, they traded Cody Glass. Yeah. Who's pretty good. I'm so, I'm, I, whatever. Um, that's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so apparently they, did, they didn't want to put Tuck or the Theodore in the trade. So the Sabres wanted leverage because, again, this external pressure to trade him right away. Um, so Kevin Weeks, I mean, honestly, guys, I talked about this with, with someone else. Kevin Weeks probably knew what he was doing putting out that oh, information he i think so this is i mean the, we all know how like hockey world works with like insiders and information i guarantee you the saber said to kevin weeks and like he could come for my neck if i'm wrong but the way i envisioned that it happened is that the saber said to him put this out there because we need the leverage and now he'll get the mm. first scoop on insider stuff for the sabers for the rest of his career yeah because he I did wouldn't. them this solid yeah, and and Kevin Weeks is usually pretty, at least from what I've seen, usually pretty spot on too. Yeah, in in other stuff he reports, so that that wasn't wouldn't be surprising to me. But yeah, well, I had the belief from the beginning. Well, I can't say from the beginning because at first I was like, oh my god, like is that actually gonna happen? Um, yeah. That yeah, it was it was absolutely the Sabers trying to get that that leverage, yeah. and then that four a.m. deal was like, here you go, you can have him because we think you're gonna get Matthew Kachuk. And we don't want this deal to end. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who didn't see Kevin Weeks's tweet, I mean, it blew up. So I'm sure everyone listening did see it. But for those yeah. who didn't, on the off chance, um, the package was this ginormous package that at the forefront of it was Makachuk. And Makachuk, there were some rumors that he might get traded um, at some point, but he now seems pretty comfortable staying in Calgary. I think he might be captain of the Flames one day. Um question mark um but uh yeah so that was the the big thing like everyone that was when like things like it was over the span of like 48 hours it was like emily kaplan said that it was either the flames or the the golden knights and the trade was at quote the one yard line then the yeah. next morning kevin weeks so it was like more like 36 hours the next morning kevin weeks was like the flames offered this huge package with Matt Kachuk and everyone was like, why is it the Sabres aren't the Sabres taking this? They're stupid. Then like another 12 hours go by and all of a sudden Jack Eichel's with Vegas golden Knight, and Alex Tuck is in the deal. So it basically <laughs> so. played out like, I guess the way the Sabres wanted it to. Um, like I said, I've, I've never in a vacuum, the choices that Kevin Adams has made with this team have all been great. I mean, Yes, the Eric Stahl and Taylor Hall signings didn't work out, but in a vacuum, those were great decisions to try to make the team better. Yeah, yeah. You you don't you don't make those choices knowing that 
Taylor Hall is going to have like a horrible year and that the, the team and like Eric Stahl played well. It was just that the team completely fell apart and there was no reason to keep him. Yeah. So agreed. I, I'm not like completely like I, I haven't lost faith in Kevin Adams yet. I, I don't, I don't, and I don't really think Sabres fans have either from the ones that I've seen. I mean, they all seem pretty understanding that this, this had to happen. Yeah. It sucks the way it played out, but this was going to happen. Um, but that's, I mean, what else is there to say about Jack Eichel? I feel like we've exhausted this topic. I feel like every topic we talk about, we just beat to the ground. That's hockey for you. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I think that's just the nature of the sport, especially right now, because things take so long and also nothing ever gets solved. <laughs> and that's the NHL. Literally the definition of the NHL. Yup. So that's that. Um, let's go to happy things. Like yeah, the hurricanes. The hurricanes could be ten and zero by the end of tonight. Knock on where's wood? Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Banging on my desk. Um, I knocked. It'll be a struggle. They're playing the Florida Panthers. Yup. Uh, so that'll be tough. It's not going to be. A gimme. It's not going to be playing Arizona or Chicago. And to be fair, Arizona and Chicago, they gave, put up a really good fight against the Canes, but they're just resilient and they're just, they'll find a way to win. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't think this is a fluke that they're nine and zero. I mean, the schedule's yeah. been, their schedule's been, I mean, this is probably their toughest matchup so far. I would say maybe the Leafs was the other one, but they handled them pretty well. Um, Freddie Anderson's just playing out of his mind. Yeah. Like, actually out of his mind. I want to look at his stats, actually, really quick. Because um, it's just... they've been He's been crazy. Svetch looks like Svetch again, which is excellent. He has a 949 save percentage right now. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. A, Absolutely. A goal's insane. against of one and a half, and he's 8-0-0. Yeah. God. Yeah. That's insane. In the month of October. Cause I don't know if you I mean, I I mean as a as a Leafs fan, October Friday. <laughs> usually usually not this. Uh, I'll I'll say that. Yeah. Um and compared to right now he has a nine forty nine save percentage compared to last year at he ended the year with a eight nine five save percentage. Yeah. Yeah. So Freddie Good. Just yeah. Good. Just yeah. Yeah, I I feel like like you said, Sam. Freddie Leafs time kind of gives us all um um I don't want to say PTSD because that's very extreme, but bad um, memories, bad flashbacks. I I think we can recall some um some times that were there were there were good fun times. Um, but there were also bad, not fun times. Bad, no. Um, as as Sam and I are two people who covered the Leafs for close to two years, um, been through the ringer personally <laughs> when it comes to Freddie. So I, I'm very hesitant to be like Freddie is the best goalie ever because 
he could let in 10 goals the next day. Like, he could do it tonight. He could literally <laughs> do it tonight. 10-0, and 0, more like... like there's, if there's, if there's a team that he'll do it against, it's the, it's the Florida Panthers. Dude, yeah, I think we just accidentally manifested that. I honestly, like, their games against the Panthers, and it's always been this way. This isn't like a, a now that they're both good situation. When they were both bad or one was good and one was bad, like... In the time that I've been watching Kane's Panthers game, so it's like a decade now, over a decade, they've always had like chippy, close, gritty games. It's always... Yeah, it's like a weird rivalry. Well, it comes from the the former Southeast Division, which Mm -hmm. RIP, the Southeast Division. Um, (laughs) But... They've always not liked each other. Like, that 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 whole thing of, like, these teams don't like each other. Like, no, the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes don't like each other, period. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see now that they're – I mean, we saw some of it last year when they were fighting for the top spot in the league. Like, they're, they're going to – this is going to be a – this is going to be an intense game. I think it'll be one of the better games on the slate tonight. I mean, you have Bruins, Leafs tonight also, but um, – yeah. Yeah, I just think I think this game's going to be really fun to watch and intense. And if the Canes win, they will be ten and zero, ten zero and zero, and that will be the best start of a team ever. So that's insane to think about. And I'm working tonight, so that'll be fun. My coworkers, can, <laughs> yeah. my coworkers can see me cry when they when when they win it because I want to manifest it when they win when. when they win. Um. Yeah, I I think. Good starts are like interesting, right? Because it can really set up, set you up for at least the first month, uh-huh. maybe even the first half of the season. Even if you go on a slump for a certain amount of time, having ten wins under your belt, like it, it'll take you so long to like break even, so to speak. Yeah. So I think yeah. that regardless of what happens tonight, I obviously think it would very be very cool um, if they could get to ten and zero. But regardless of what happens tonight, um, I think they're going to be kind of set for a minute which good for them they deserve it love that for them uh ariel how are the flyers doing oh better than ex- well i don't even want to say better than expected but almost to me surprising that they've been able to sustain at least somewhat good play i feel like their offense which inevitably was going to dry up a little bit did dry up a little bit they weren't scoring five six goals a game anymore but they've been out right they've been without ryan ellis for about a week or two now um obviously kevin hayes has been out the whole season he should return soon the 10 games will be up for him on wednesday but i don't anticipate him playing on wednesday just because he had no training camp so he'll probably take a couple games but i think getting him back in the lineup um, will help them even more um, because that second line that started out so hot, um, you know, Atkinson, Fairby, and Broussard, has been getting destroyed at 5-on-5 five five at this point. Mm. Um, I mean, they haven't been giving up the goals. I mean, that goes to the fact that Carter Hart's playing out of his mind, um, which has been really good to see that he's been able to bounce back um, from last season. But the problem is he can't, like, save your ass every game which is kind of exactly what happened against the Penguins, was the only reason that game had a chance to get to overtime was because Carter Hart was, like, Carter Hart. That was really the only reason. Um, But I think it's been still pretty good. I think it's too early to have too much worry about them. Um, 
with the scoring and everything, but there obviously are some slight concerns, especially with Ryan Ellis, because a, a lot of people are going back to the fact that he has had previous injuries and he is older, um, that that's maybe coming back. And I don't know exactly what's wrong. It's whatever problem he had in the preseason that held him out of a couple practices there. I think it's upper body. I think they, that's what they said it was. Um, and they hope he'll be back next week. But a day-to-day injury is now pretty much turned week to week. So that's obviously a little bit concerning with that factor. But over overall, I've been pleasantly surprised at what they've been able to do so far. And I think the biggest surprise has been Martin Jones. Like he, yeah. we, we want to talk about goaltenders. Martin Jones has not been bad, question mark. Because uh, obviously his last couple of years in San Jose were like, not good, not good at all. Um, and that was always the concern. <laughs> that was, and that was the concern <laughs> bringing him in um, was um, you had to hope Carter Hart was going to rebound. Because if he didn't, and you got the Martin Jones that you got in San Jose, huh, then there was going to be a big issue back for for their goaltending goal again. But Martin Jones has been really good so far. Um, it, it's a small sample size for him, obviously. He's only played a couple games. But, you know, he, he's been good so far. So another, like, you know, I think this is wood behind me, knock on wood. I think that, you know, he's able to at least sustain an average bit of goaltending, because even if they get average goaltending last year, you know, it would have been a lot different. So, so far, so far, so good. I mean, I don't have much to be, like, mad about or upset about yet. I mean, the scoring obviously needs to happen from more than just the top guys. Mm-hmm. Um, The third line ha- probably needs to get going a little bit more. I mean, Lawton's got a couple goals recently. JBR finally got his first. Lindblom looks really good, which is another really good thing to see. He's just not cashing it. You know, that, that line's just not finishing. But, I don't know, overall, I'm pretty happy with, with where they're at right now. I was just looking at the um, goalie stats um, to see if Carter Hart landed anywhere. He has one shutout, which is, I mean, there's a whole bunch of guys tied in that category. Yeah, yeah he just um, got that recently, too. The thing that shocks me right now is that James Reimer has a 9.50 save percentage. He leads the lead Dude. save percentage. I think it's time to talk about James Reimer. I think it's time to have that discussion. We love James Reimer in this house. Do you guys remember the Steve Dangle James Reimer era? I mean, yes. I feel like it still exists. Do you guys remember the pick fair recently? Uh, well, I think it was like a couple years ago when Steve put out his book that April yeah. April Reimer posted a picture of James like at their lake house reading his book <laughs> it just every yeah. every time i hear james reimer i will think of like steve it had to be like lfr8 yeah i don't i don't know how many years ago that was but and steve- he, i will always associate him with steve dangle and i remember when he was no longer with the leafs that was the saddest day of that man's life yeah the the same percentage leaders are just it's reimer then it then it looks more normal. Anderson, Bobrovsky, Shisterkin, yeah. Merzlikens, Markstrom, Sorokin. Yeah. Then Jack Campbell, Tristan Jerry, Jordan Bennington. So it's it's pretty uh pretty low key good for Tristan Jerry. <laughs> Is it good for Tristan Jerry? I don't know Jerry? why. 
I don't but I don't quite feel that sentiment. Yeah. I don't but. I don't quite feel that sentiment either. Well, that's I only because what? they just played. I want to say good for so. Jack Campbell. <laughs> good for Jack Campbell. Yes. Also, yeah. Yes, good for, good Jack, for Jack Campbell. Campbell. We love and support Jack Campbell. <clears throat> but yeah, Igor Shosturkin, I feel like the Rangers went from like Henrik Lundqvist to Igor Shosturkin just completely seamlessly. I was going to say that that transition was something that really worried me just because um, Lundqvist, I was about to call him Hank, we're not friends. Um, <laughs> Lundqvist, I don't, I don't know him personally. Oh my god, my little phone alarm just went off because this is when I normally wake up on the weekends. That's so tragic. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I, I think that because Lundqvist was like the backbone of this team for so long, I really worried about the transition. Um, I remember like years ago, people would be like, oh, like you just give him one or two goals and like he'll win a game for you. Like he was that reliable. And I mean, obviously that declined in the years when he got older, um, but he, he was so reliable and he was like the backbone of that team for so long. And so I was definitely worried. Not that not of any fault of Shesterkin because I always knew he was very talented and I thought he would eventually fit in well, but it, it doesn't really feel like there have been any growing pains or anything. Like it really feels like it's gone from it's one literally to the, the other. It's, and it's the same shit. It's literally like, oh, well, here's Igor Shesterkin winning the Rangers a game they have no business winning. Like it's. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it like it's a little eerie? It's scary. How it's actually it kind of scary that they literally just <laughs> went from Hank to Igor. It's, it's the same. They went from Hank to Igor. Just. It's without, it's a without skipping Zoe. a beat. It's, it's the same shit. Um, yeah. Also, Adam Fox leads defensemen in points already with 12. Dude, good for Adam Fox. Yeah. Adam Fox is, like, disgustingly good. It's scary. Yeah, I I think for his age and level of experience, for him to be playing at the level he's playing at is just absolutely Like, goofy. he could win another Norris, like, probably. Like, he'll at least be nominated. Dude, I was going to say that. It's a little scary. <laughs> like... Like, like what? Like, I, I think that... Sorry, go. I was just going to say, I think that, like, even in five years, we're going to be looking back and be like, how was Adam Fox that good? He had just started playing. Yeah. Like... Nope, agreed. I think I feel like you could say the same about Kale McCarr as well. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. Because they're both... I mean, they're, like, they're both so young and they're in the conversation with Hedman already about, like, one of the just, like, consistently one of the best defensemen in the league. Um... Adam Fox got an extension. I bless the Rangers for doing it now before he drives up his value even more. Yeah, I I think that that was very smart of them. I saw a lot of Ranger fans being like, you could have easily given him more money. And it's like, okay, but, but here's like, the thing. They be didn't thankful and they we should didn't. be happy. Yeah, be thankful they we should didn't. Be happy. Like he got, he got yeah. Kale McCarr's contract, which, good. Because Good. if he won another Norris and they waited till then to sign him, he would be getting ten, eleven million dollars, and then we, they'd they'd be in a bad place. Um, yeah. yeah. I now I'm just looking at the 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 stats page, uh, the NHL stats page. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk has twelve points yeah. for the Anaheim Ducks. Kevin Shattenkirk. Yep. Not not to make the theme the the good for this person. Let's show. not good for this person time. Let's not good no, for Kevin like, Shattenkirk. Good for Kevin remember Shattenkirk. when Kevin remember when Kevin Shattenkirk was a ranger for like two seconds? Remember when he was a ranger and promised all seconds? these things and then the team completely changed their direction on him? Do you remember that? That was actually rough and bad and sad. Like, 
Man said, I'm coming to this team because I want to play with Ryan McDonough and then we'll have good defense again. And then they said, you you don't get to play with Ryan McDonough. And then guess what? You'll get hurt. And while you're hurt, we'll trade him. <laughs> and throw this team into a full-scale rebuild, which you never asked for. And guess what? Which, You'll get which hurt. You, which you never asked for. He was on pace for no. like 70 points that season, his first season with the Rangers. And he was playing on a torn I meniscus. I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot. It just, it just hurt because you knew how badly he wanted to be there. Yeah. Like, ugh. I I think the the quote of guess what you'll get hurt really just really just sums up um that situation. Also really just sums up um hockey. Yep. Um yeah. really sums yeah. up this podcast. <laughs> guess what you'll get hurt. Um that's our new name. The other I mean this is like more like not good for them. This is kind of disappointing. Tony D'Angelo is 10 points. Dude, okay. And he got a Gordie Howe hat trick. I think, like... (laughs) And the crowd chanted his name. I saw a sign for him at warm-ups to the one game I went to so far this season. And I was like, oh, why? And I saw... We need to have... I saw a Tony D'Angelo t-shirt. Like a jersey. I don't even think people... I don't think think people wore D'Angelo jerseys in New York. No. Everybody hated him. (laughs) Yeah. Carolina is I I think it's... It's time to have the discussion of, I don't care what he does on the ice. I don't either. I will never be happy with him. And I think that that mindset should be adopted by as many people as possible. And then that's the other unfortunate thing. Brett Pesci's hurt right now. So the Kane's second defensive pair is Brady Shea, Tony D'Angelo. And guess what? You'll get hurt. It breaks my heart. It really does. Because like having it just for the third period of Wednesday's game was fine. I was this close to having a like a reunion of Brendan Smith Brady Shea. I almost had like one of the best things that ever happened to me. And Rod Rod Brendamore said, "JK, no, thank you." Do you remember the Shea Smith pit? That was a time. And AV benched Brady because he lost him on the bench, even though he had two goals as a rookie in a playoff game. I vividly remember that. Yes. Dude, remember Brendan Smith on the Rangers? Yes. I had his jersey. I love him. I'm happy that he gets the I, I loved him so much. I also vividly remember him getting put on waivers on his birthday. Happy birthday. That That's the... That's... How many years ago was that? I think it was a freshman in high school. That was, and now I'm a freshman in college. That's a that's the best part about um, working for a company that previously wasn't like that into hockey is I get to explain things to my coworkers. Like the NHL <laughs> roster freezes on Christmas, so you can't trade someone on Christmas. <laughs> and but you can put Brendan Smith on waivers on his birthday. Yeah, I said, I said, I I said, and I quote: "You can trade someone on their wedding day. You just can't trade them on Christmas." <laughs> priorities that's the nhl it was one of those things where like you know how everybody says they remember where they were when like big events in history happened i remember where i was when brendan smith got put on waivers i could tell you the exact spot i was i was on the third floor of my high school about to enter my biology classroom and i saw it on my phone and i was making a silly little happy birthday tweet for him and i literally think i wrote like sorry happy birthday brendan smith sucks that you're on waivers today hope to see you soon like god hockey guess what you'll get hurt 
the NHL, guess what? You'll get hurt. No, that's the tagline, honestly. Like, if they're looking for, like, a campaign for next season, it's guess what? You'll get hurt. Literally and figuratively, because you can, you know, injuries. Um, Did you guys see Connor McDavid's goal last night? Yes. That yes. was... He literally just said, I'm just going to walk through everybody and score the sickest goal that's ever been scored. It was it was such a microcosm of his career as a whole. Yeah. Because it, w- it was just him bypassing everyone ever and doing something good. And I think that as an oiler, I just, that's your life. I... Yeah. I just thought, I don't, I don't yeah. have, I, I don't have words. That's it. I think I think Sarah I think Sarah Siv put it best. It was like uh, Connor McDavid needs to get called up to a league that doesn't exist yet. Basically, I think she was the one that said it. Yeah, no, that was a person that was her. I don't know his reaction afterwards. It's just like holy, like shit. Did I just like yeah. do that? I like yeah, you did. He's just uh, like otherworldly, and then the fact that Leon Drysaitel is not that far behind him, dude. Right? I feel like he's almost underrated Drysaitel because he plays with Big David. And now they have Zach Hyman. I love, I love he. There, they the Oilers made jerseys with his name on the back in Hebrew, and it's like the greatest thing ever. Wait, I love that. I know, I want one so bad. Let's get Sam one. For the tribe. Absolutely. Speaking of the Oilers, this was one thing that I wanted to bring up that I was saving, like, to talk about on the pod. They do this thing on their Twitter. I don't know if you guys see this. They recorded everybody on the team saying, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. And <laughs> You know what? I wonder. <laughs> every Friday, they tweet it. A different player with the SNL background yes. going, ladies and gentlemen, was, the weekend. And it's the greatest was, thing. There was a day they posted, they posted like one and then deleted it and then said, no, just kidding. Here's Ryan Nugent Hopkins instead. And I don't remember who it was that they every tweeted and were like, no, just kidding. Every time I've seen it, it's been a different player. So I think they had the entire team yeah. on the <laughs> SNL background say, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend i didn't know and they it, were doing that every week that's incredible it may be the, it, the weekend. yep it may be the, <laughs> it may be the single greatest thing in, like a team account's ever done oh that's incredible listen that social manager deserves a raise honestly deserves all the raise because that's incredible that's insane i love that like, Hat, like, first of all, coming up with the idea and then pitch it. Like, I just want to imagine that pitch meeting going up to like the creative director or whatever and being like, okay, here's the thing. We're going to have every player on the team say, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. And then every Friday we'll tweet it. We're going to replace yeah. the ladies and gentlemen, the weekend account. Oh. It's just incredible. That just makes That's me so happy. It makes my week every week, honestly. That's so good. I. I love it. I think that more teams need to do fun things, personally. I, I I just love it. I just love it. I'm trying to think of any other, like, running bit that a team account has that is even close to that, and I just can't. No. That's no. top tier. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. The weekend. The weekend. And uh, it is the weekend. It is. I feel like that's a good little full circle for us. Uh, just awesome. Just wonderful. <laughs> 
just wonderful. Oh gosh, a quick yawn moment. Um, love a good yawn. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, but Jen, have you played the new Animal Crossing update? I haven't yet. My Switch is at home, and I'm home for the weekend, so it's coming back with me to school. Because I started it. Next week, I should have an update on how um, in shambles my island was and how I fixed it. Um, I proactively went on my island. I did Halloween. On- that's what I think I'm gonna not to interrupt no. you I think I'm gonna go back and do all the crucial days that I missed so I'm gonna like play oh, my you're, birthday you're gonna time travel? Like, play Easter oh I'm such a time traveler I was so against it when I first started playing but like when I started getting bad at keeping up with Animal Crossing I would just play entire weeks on Sundays and be like it's okay it's like I'm playing every day um but I think I'm gonna go back and because I probably stopped playing around January or February so I think I'm gonna play like my birthday and Easter and like whatever like crucial days I might play like my villagers birthdays I will say Halloween was the same as last year oh so maybe I yeah so I that that was gonna be my my point that Halloween is the same as last year so like the gifts and everything were the same Okay. From Jack. So maybe you don't okay. have to. Um Yeah, so I'll do I'll do my birthday, I'll do Easter, I'll do I'll do like a random day in spring so I can look at the pretty trees. Yeah. And then we move. Yeah, I um yeah, I, I mostly did it so I could see my villagers in costume because they wore different things than last year. That was the only difference. Okay. Maybe And I'll I have new villagers yeah. since last year. I also uh so when I stopped playing, one of my villagers wanted to move, so I had to go villager hunting. I got Marina. Yeah. I love Marina. She's, like, in my top three. Yeah. I adore her. I have Marina now. So the update is great. Uh, highlights. You can expand your house storage twice. Eight. Twice over. So I did it. Yo. So I did it once. I'm at 2,000, but you can expand it again so it's at 5,000. That's good. Um, and you can build a storage shed so you can access your storage outside of your house. Wait, that's like cool. That is excellent. Um, the other thing is that Harv's Island is now a cooperative and you can build stores, like actual like store plots for all of the NPCs that come. So when they're not on your island, you can go to Harv's Island and shop. Wait, I love that. So so I built leafs. And then today, uh, the art dealers will be done. You can only do one a day, so you have to, like, pick and choose. Um, And, of course, I already had a coffee at Brewster's Cafe. Brewster! You you have to go find him. That's how they get you to uh, go on Captain's Boat. You go on Captain's Boat and go to an island, and you ask Brewster to come. You you send a message from Blathers. and You say, hey, bestie, come over. And then he builds the roost. And it's open 24 hours like it used to be. Crying. And you can, if I don't have Amiibo cards, but if you have Amiibo cards, you can, you, you can like scan them in the cafe and have them come to the cafe and hang out with you. Wait, that's adorable. I have Amiibos for Marina and Rosie who are both on my island. So maybe it's a coffee party. I'm saying. But it's wonderful, and then I have to try the DLC because I bought the DLC because I'm garbage. Well, I will, I will have some sort of um, update 
next week when I, I have my switch right next to me. I'm going to charge it. I'm going to bring it back to school and I'm going to pedal to the metal. We're going to hit the ground running. I have so much TV I want to watch too. I I started Squid Game. <gasps> um, I'm two episodes in. The episodes are really dragging for me and I'm not sure why. I think it's because I'm used to watching TV episodes that are like 20 minutes long and these are like an hour each. Um, but I started Squid Game. There's a new uh, season of Big Mouth, which I'm embarrassed to say I thoroughly enjoy Big Mouth. Um, and I'm also almost done with BoJack Horseman. So I feel like I'll put on my Netflix, I'll open up my silly little Nintendo Switch, and I'll just get to work. Um, and that will be my week. I, I, I'm distracted. I'm sorry right now because the uh, one, another trailer for Stranger Things dropped. <gasps> more more netflix this is the netflix podcast now um and it's super cute it's 11 sending mike a letter about her life her new life because if we don't if you don't don't watch stranger things uh 11 will and jonathan byers all moved away from their little town to another little town oh new little and town. mike was very upset because obviously him and 11 are in love they're little kids in love and so the trailer is Eleven writing uh, Mike a little letter on her updating him about her life and that he, she can't wait to see him over spring break. Wait, that's so cute. Very 80s. Very cute. That. Good wholesome moment Good after wholesome some moment. strange. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a weird start to the season, which I don't know if we should have expected any different. <laughs> yeah, really. All chaos all the time. Um, and yeah, that's all I got. I'm scrolling through the Twitter to see if we have any uh breaking breaking updates on anything nah. important. But that doesn't I mean the Stranger Things trailer seems like it. And <laughs> yeah, we talked about Jack Eichel's little video message. As he should. As he should. I missed you guys. This was a great week back. Hello. Yes. Um I'm happy we're getting back into the swing of things. I'm happy as well. I, I, it's been a weird month. October was a strange month for me, at least. Yeah. But I'm glad that we're getting in the swing of things now. The schedules are returning to normal. Things are, we're adjusting to everything, getting back in the swing of things for the season. And we're 30 episodes into this thing. Dude, that's insane. Right? 30 weeks of our nonsense. I love it. Yay. Anything else you ladies would like to add? I think that was a nice little wholesome point to end on. If you guys don't have um, Animal Crossing, play it. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I, you just see me sit here just enjoying the conversation because I have nothing to add to the discourse of Animal Crossing or Stranger Things. If you want a game to relax to, Ariel, get Animal Crossing. Yes, it's just mindless, wholesome fun. I love it. Because it's a game. Okay, let's be real. We're adults playing a game made for children. Yeah, we are. And it's great. We are. Nothing wrong with that. The only thing I don't like about it is you get the dialogues repeated over and over again, like explaining things to you because little kids won't remember, but I remember. (laughs) I remember. But I remember. Like when you go to fly and they're like, looks like you have a Nook Miles ticket on you. Remember, you can use that. Like, yes, I know I bought them to do that. I'm aware. (laughs) Uh, I think the only thing I have left to add 
is if you have not seen Nate Thompson's Instagram story. Please go watch Nate Thompson's Instagram story. Oh, are you talking story. about the, the flyers and all their Please, outfits? Because I want to figure out where they went. I haven't seen I, it. We can I saw them all looking this. like that, and I was like, what are they doing? But also, Halloween is over. Claude Giroux and Cam Atkinson just look like the dads chaperoning the event. Yes, and Derek Broussard looks like a giant man child that I'm like, you're like 29 years old. But I mean, them using "Drip Too Hard" as the song is incredible. Yes, it's yeah. it's truly an incredible vibe, and I just need to know the bucket hat, the matching yellow sweatsuit. Yes. So much is going. I just on. Need oh, so to much know is going on. Where they were headed, the flower pants, and what I want did. the flower pants. Yes, I think I that was yeah. all. Bay Kubel who had the flower pants, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. I want. Them. It was so much. It was so overwhelming. I watched it so many times, and I still don't really fully grasp what's happening. And I. Like I said, Halloween's over. I don't, and I know that they didn't wear that on Halloween. So I would love to know. No, yeah, they had what a they Halloween were doing party. and where they were going. So I need someone to ask Nate Thompson at Morning Skate because that's totally one hundred percent the thing that needs to be asked. Uh, sir, what, what was going on with the Instagram story? Do in Washington? <laughs> I'm assuming they were in Washington. Like, what? What were you guys doing there? I, I, inquiring minds want to know. I'm asking for a friend, and that friend is me. Yes. I'm the friend. And all of hockey Twitter. Yes. Because that's where I saw it. I didn't even see it on his Instagram story. I saw it on hockey. Someone, like, record, like screen recorded it, and I saw it on hockey Twitter. Yeah, I think I actually did see it directly through his Instagram, and then I saw it all over. And then I watched it, like, 20 times, hoping he would, like, post another one and explain, like, what it's one of those no, we need an update. It's one of those things where you watch it over and every time you watch it you find something different. And then I clicked on every exactly. person he tagged hoping they posted a story as well and I was let down. That was a great that's a great thing to, to bring to people's attention that if you haven't seen that go find it cuz it's 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 Absolutely. even after it disappears it's someone's going to court. It's on Twitter. You can find it. It will live forever on social media as it should. Yes. As yes, it, it should because that was incredible incredible that was wonderful thank you for for, for reminding me of that ariel because i did see that i did see that late last night um so good if you enjoyed this episode and want to listen to more there are 29 others you can listen to um and also if you want to follow us on twitter for more stuff you can follow us at beauties pod uh yeah. we're finally getting yeah. back in the swing of things so I'm, I'm hoping that we'll have more memes and clips and stuff coming your way um Love it. and yeah, you can, like I said, you can follow us at Beauty's Pod. You can follow, subs- you don't have to subscribe. You can just follow us on YouTube. Uh, no, YouTube. Why am I? <laughs> Guys, it's on been, I, I need another coffee on Twitter, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to us. Please, I need help. Um, Do it. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.